What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Sickwick's Candles, as well as FMF. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, with us on the line, the winner this last weekend in the 250 West opening round of Monster Energy AMA Supercross. He's been on the podcast multiple times. He's finally doing it after his biggest win of his career. Colt Nichols, how's it going? Hey, it's going well, my man. Going very well. Hey, absolutely. I can't imagine you'd do anything other than all smiles after a weekend's performance like that. Uh, solid qualifying times, a track that I think uh, sort of fit into uh, your your kind of that, that smooth technical style that you like to, to ride, those couple of big doubles in there as well. I think kind of like right, not really sort of your bread and butter, but definitely fits within uh, something that you, that you do really well. And uh, like capping that off with uh, a wire-to-wire uh, win, that's uh, like enough of me telling me about it. How about you tell me about it? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. It was um, it went about as best as it could go, really. Um, you know, I, I tried to just stay positive and you know ha- have a good outlook on you know um, the, the evening that was that was ahead, even when the rain started, and you know that kind of obviously throws a, a wrench in everything that's kind of been going on all day, really, and kind of the way you're kind of looking at things. But uh, just tried to stay positive, and I was I was going to go enjoy it, you know. And I had a really great heat race after you know having a not that great start, and then. Um, I just felt really good, and on my way back to the uh, to the truck after the heat race, you know, I was talking to my mechanic, and I felt great. And, you know, I told him we were going to have a really good night, and then the main came around, and uh, we did just that. Man, it was it was pretty pretty fantastic. I was really happy with how I rode start to finish, and held my composure, and was able to um, to, to go get it done. For sure, and um, like. But not to discount the, uh, the the performance whatsoever in the mud. Some people riding it better than others. Is that something that, when the rains came, was something that you felt would kind of play into your hands? Do you feel like it affected the race whatsoever? Um, like as far as your performance, or like like uh, like how do you look at that part of the uh, the equation? Uh, yes and no. I, I mean, by the time that we were race race, the track was still perfect really um i mean i know the first heat race it was a little sloppy and uh, i was watching you know from the gate and i was like wow it's a little wetter than i actually thought it was going to be um just you know hanging out in the pits all evening and then going up for the race but um it, it made a little bit of a difference obviously um but like i said the heat race actually for for the second heat race was pretty good yeah um and then it just kept kind of raining and yeah kept raining kept raining so obviously it just gets a little slicker and a little slicker and things like that. But even for our main event, we were still able to do almost everything we were normally doing. I mean, I was still after the big double, double in the middle was still doubling and then quadding that next thing. And then, um, I don't, I don't think I actually quadded the second one, but we were able to still get through the whoops pretty good and still jump most of the obstacles, that other rhythm section, we were just kind of doubling through, you know, so that was kind of obviously slow, but overall I was kind of surprised. I think it helped actually the fact that it just kind of kept drizzling. Um, if it would have stopped and it would have kind of, you know, got real sticky and mucked up everywhere. But by the time the four fifties got out there, it was definitely a, it was a mud race then, you know, not saying it wasn't for hours either, but it yeah. was full on by that point. So, um, I mean, 
mud race or not, you know, I, it, they can go both ways. I, I've had horrible races in the mud and I've had some that are, you know, pretty good as well. So it, it could always go either way, but as long as you put yourself in a good position and you start good and, you know, can kind of try to keep some clear vision, that's always going to help. And that's exactly what I did. So it ended up working out for me. Absolutely. So like for me, it was sort of deceiving because it was hard to tell how much the rain was really uh, making a difference because I couldn't believe based on just how much it looked like it almost sheets of water coming down at certain points, how you guys were still able to like double double in those, those two pretty big doubles in the middle of the track. And say, like you said, going uh quad three, one into the, that one turn there before the whoops. Uh, it really seemed like you guys had those sections pretty much dialed in all conditions and even being able to grab like the inside of that, uh, the rut uh, right before the over under bridge. Um, like, just knowing how set up you were rolling into this weekend and how comfortable you were with your setup, um, was there any changes that you made to your motorcycle to uh, to adapt for that? Or were you just basically, like, cause you guys seem to be able to basically just race as is and uh, sort of just take the, uh, the, con- the, the conditions as they were? Yeah, it was exactly that. Um, you know, it, we didn't do any changes. Obviously, just kind of maybe stack some foam in a few places to avoid the mud getting caught in there. But, um, no, no changes for anything, really. I don't even think we made a clicker change all day to, um, you know, throughout the main event. So I just felt really comfortable on my bike. I actually was able to have a productive off season and get a lot of testing done, which I was not able to do in years past. So, um, just, I think feeling comfortable in general, you, you don't really ever want to go too far left field. Once you start getting to the race, you know, if it's been working beforehand, like it has been with me. So, um, yeah, we just stuck to the game plan and kept everything about the same as we could. And like I said, it ended up working out. So it was, it was awesome. I couldn't ask for anything better. For sure. And, uh, once you knew that, uh, it was your, uh, teammate behind you, uh, obviously, you know, the guy, that guy's a talented individual in his own right, but you're probably marking him a little bit on certain parts of the track. Um, knowing that Dylan was the guy behind you, does that give you a little bit of, uh, familiar territory, knowing that you guys have probably put in some motos together over the the off season, as well as uh, it's also someone that uh, you're you're just you're comfortable with racing around. Uh, yes and no. I mean, I I think it was great because um, you know that was obviously fantastic, best case scenario for the team to go one and two. That was, I mean, what they dream of, you know. So uh, that was great. But I, I honestly didn't really know who was in second. I, I just knew that I was actually able to i race Dylan a little bit. Um, I was going through the little section that we were doubling and I could look to the left over, you know, one or two of the doubles and I could usually see him over the, you know, the over under bridge is kind of where I was eye racing him a little bit at. So I was kind of keeping tabs on him there. So I at least knew where he was. I just didn't know what position he was in and I had no idea that I had that big of a lead or really anything. So, um, I was just going for it, man. I, I, I didn't want to slow up. I wanted to keep my focus and in those mud races, it's just really easy to, you know, kind of lose focus and end up making some silly mistakes. So I really just tried to keep moving forward and, you know, I didn't care if it was last lap or what it was. I just wanted to keep doing my thing and, um, yeah, didn't want to stop until I seen the checker flag. For sure. So on that last lap, um, I'm sure like you're, I don't know how well you, you can read the, uh, the mechanics board at all, or if you can, or if you're even a guy that uh, uses it too much, but, uh, at what point were you able to sort of, uh, like have it sink in? I'm about to win my first supercross race, uh, in the lights class or in 250 class. Um, it's been a long time coming and, uh, with the lead that you had, uh, you, you like short of uh, a catastrophe on that last lap, you had it sewn up, uh, well before the halfway point. Yeah, actually it wasn't until about, um, four to go. Um, my mechanic had, you know, put four laps to go on the pit board and, 
Um, you know, at that point, there was there was no second guessing really anything. Before that, it's always like, you know, you don't know where you're at in the moto. I don't really know who's behind me or how big of a lead I had or really anything. I just kept moving forward. And he said four laps to go on the pit board. And I was like, no matter what, I don't care what happens. I know I can do this for four laps, you know. So um, I, I think at that moment was what was the the moment where I was like, wow, I was, I'm, I'm going to go get this done. You know, I don't really care how I got to do it, but I'm going to get it done, you know. So um, then the next lap we had three and then two to go. And, um, and then I, you know, saw the white flag and I was like, okay, we got to put one more good lap together and was still able to go out and, you know, do the double, double section in the middle and, um, just continue to, you know, kind of charge all the way to the finish. And I was really happy with that, you know, because obviously I'm familiar territory to be leading a main event, um, much less winning it. So, um, I, I was really happy with that, man. I feel like I handled it well and, you know, was able to go out there and, um, execute just like I wanted to. For sure, and uh, you're doing exactly that at any point, and we know that you uh, have this in your quiver. You do it probably better than anybody that's currently actively racing, and I, I, I mean that uh, wholeheartedly. At any point, did you think about uh, the, the the pulling out the knack knack? I know that would have been uh, that would have been pretty scary in uh, the conditions. Uh, and were you happy? With the style of uh, of celebration across the uh, the like across the, the finish line, like some guys like the like the, like the the big fist pump, you were more like kind of bringing it in close, like like af- like stepping away after the fact. You were like, were you happy with how you sort of uh, came across the line and all that stuff? And did you think about knack knack at all? I actually did. I, I've kind of always told myself if I ever won a Supercross, I was going to do a knack knack over the finish. That's just. I, I've been telling myself that for years now. And uh, obviously the conditions made it to where that wasn't going to happen probably regardless, you know, even if I did think about it in the moment. But, um, yeah, looking back on it, I, I obviously, you know, you wish you would have done this, this, or that. But, I mean, it's just in the moment, that's just raw emotion, you know. Um, I, I wouldn't have had it really any other way. The way it happened is just the way it was supposed to happen for me. You know, I didn't obviously think about it one bit. I just wanted to get across the finish line and actually win the damn thing. So uh, the fact that I did that, what happened over the finish, I was kind of bummed the fire didn't go off. That's the only thing that bummed me out. But, uh, you know, other than that, it was great. I couldn't really complain about anything else. Hey, Big MX listeners. Thanks for listening to this episode. Check out these commercials, support our sponsors. We'll be right back to the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, Big MX listeners, let's talk a little bit about Sick Wicks Candles. Sick Wicks is the small business that you may not have heard of so far, and that's why they're on the show right now. That's why we need to get you informed. Soy-based candles are phenomenal. They're not made with the same harmful chemicals that a paraffin wax candle are made from, and the scents are unbelievable. You need to check these out. The Morning Moto smells like coffee. The Privateer smells like beer, as it should. All these awesome candles, you gotta check them out. They're motocross dedicated and uh, they, they, they burn nice and clean. They got that wood wick that sounds awesome and it pops and crackles just like a real fire. And uh, it's gonna make your garage smell better. It's gonna make your living room smell better. And if you take them into the bedroom, don't tell me about it, but enjoy it. You're gonna love these candles and you can find them at sickwicks.com. Head there right now, enjoy them, and you're gonna love them. Absolutely. Check them out. Only recently have the health benefits of CBD products been acknowledged by the masses. CBD is every bit as powerful as it is misunderstood. In the past, we've known so little about a vital system that exists in every single one of us. Medterra CBD products promote wellness and overall 
improved health so that you can be your very best each day. A passionate and dedicated staff have developed an impressive lineup of CBD products which help as a sleep aid, an anti-inflammatory, and for pain relief. Why choose Medterra CBD? Medterra CBD products are of the highest quality, purity tests are done extremely frequently, and their responsive and dedicated customer care team will guide you through your CBD journey. For more information or to browse Medterra CBD's products, please visit www.medterracbd.com. Medterra CBD, our CBD, your health. Since 1979, Maxima USA has changed lubrication. Industry-leading products have equated to hundreds of championships wherever quality lubricants are needed. Maxima has built a reputation for great quality by earning lifelong customers one at a time. Customers who trust in the complete lineup of products from Maxima USA. From our flagship Castor 927 mixing oil to our famous SC1, and the full array of market-leading products. Maxima has what you need on the track and in the garage. Maxima racing oils are proudly made in the USA. For more information, visit www.maximausa.com. We're going to do whatever we want, and if you're cool with it, you're cool with it. If you're not, we're still going to do the thing. I can just let go. Put our middle fingers up with a smile and let it roll. It's not just go out there and train to be number one because it's more losers and winners in this world. I grew up in Newhall. That was 805. I got into this can. I said, that is a badass fucking can. The beer's even better inside. We have a band of brothers. They're different. They just like to have a good time and live life, have fun, and kill it. Fast house is nothing but fun. We all want to feel good. The average guy can go out there, throw down. I did it my way, and it's all that matters. It's not easy to do this shit. My girl's looking at me to support her, and I've got a broken leg from dirt bike. You see a lot of people that fall out of it. It's all so based on results and being the winner. That mentality of the 60s, 70s, that's what we try to do is bring that back where it's not so serious. I don't really like the super competitiveness of it. I like to bring something that's more lighthearted. Probably all serious about it at one point and kind of realizing let's just have fun. That's what my old man did, and it just really resonated with me riding a dirt bike on that fine line of glory and disaster. Throw your leg over a bike and haul ass across the desert and feel free. 90% of the people that own a motorcycle go out on the weekends and they just want to have fun. Can't ever take that for granted. Two wheels till the wheels fall off, man. Somehow, 
once I feel like you become a man, you know, you get off the track and you're exhausted. Just ice cold beer, just nothing sounds better than that. This fast house crew is gonna break the mold how it used to be, and maybe even then some. Big MX listeners, Supercross season is coming, and that means the return of the collective experience. Nobody brings you closer. Nobody gives you an exclusive experience where you are part of a privateer's racing program throughout the day. I'm talking pre-race strategy, filming practice sessions, talking about the racetrack, meeting the riders, getting cool swag, getting to hang out with guys like Dave Drakes, getting to hang out with guys like me at the track. It's an awesome program, and the money goes right back to the privateers. You're actually supporting their racing program, and you get a really cool experience. Check it out, Google. The collective experience, first thing that pops up, you can check out their intern program. You can check out all that fun stuff. You guys need to get on this program. Check it out. You can like Collective EX, I believe, on Instagram. Uh, the Collective XP is their uh, website, I believe. Check them out. The Collective Experience. Dave Drake's over there. Great friend of mine. And he wants you guys to be part of this program. Check it out. Can't wait to see you there. The Collective Experience. A proud sponsor of the Big MX Radio Podcast. Hey guys, this is Johnny Louch from the W Training Facility, powered by Crosley. Head over to Matera and enter Team W and get 15% off. The product's amazing. You'll love it. And uh, thanks to the support of Big MX Radio Broadcasts. Love being on the show and talk to you soon. For sure. So I, I, I thought you did a fantastic job. Uh, it was very genuine, your, your, your elation, obviously, uh, because that's exactly what it was. You're, you'd won your first race as a pro uh, in Supercross. Um, unfortunately, in the years past, and I, I think honestly the last either three or four times, other than when we caught up with you mid, uh, mid-season with the, uh, during the Nationals, you're always coming off of some sort of a, a setback, an injury, or something like that. I, I, I told you a few times that we'd have to bring you on just randomly in the middle of the season just so we can uh, chat with you so we're not talking about how your recovery has gone and stuff like that. Uh, just get, get out of that <laughs> habit. This is the first time that yeah. we're having you on in the podcast after a full off season. You're at full strength, and you're basically doing what uh, I've said in the past you're capable of. I think a lot of analysts have said, said in the past what you're capable of, and you've certainly said you're capable of, which is running up front in these races and uh, ultimately winning them. Um, so that being said, what were the keys to your off season, and how like how how good did it feel to just be able to put in your work? and not be ha- dealing with something just nagging at you coming into a racing situation and then uh, having me have to call you up and be like, hey, how's the arm? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's honestly pretty incredible. It's something that I really, really wanted to obviously try to achieve this offseason, something I you know, hadn't been able to do in years past. And um, it's tough, man. It's, it's more emotionally than, than anything. You know, right. I'm an emotional person, just like we all are, you know, we kind of wear our heart on our sleeves whenever you're trying to go out there and put your heart into something, which is, you know, racing dirt bikes professionally. So, um, that, that just makes it tough, you know, when you're doing that and this season, uh, this off season, I just tried to stay as focused as I possibly could. I was, um, you know, just in a very good state though, all the way around. Um, I had really good people around me. I have a very stable home life and, um, I think that, you know, always makes a, a big difference. And I was able to just really, really stay focused on what I needed to do and eliminate the distractions, eliminate, you know, other things I felt like, um, you know, could have been contributing to anything negative, um, at all. So 
that was a, that was a big deal for me this off season. And, um, yeah, it ended up working, you know, I was able to actually make it through and I got to test and train and do all the things I'd missed out on, um, you know, through the months of November and January, even the past two years. So, uh, that, that was just a big deal. Um, it was mainly just pure focus and, you know, getting a little more belief in myself. And, you know, I went out and found a few people to help me a little bit. And, um, that ended up, I think kind of catapulting the whole process. So, um, it was just good, man. It was just staying the course, staying a hundred percent focused. And I, I did not want to let anything or anybody get in the way of, um, you know, trying to enter a season healthy this year. That was one of the main goals for me. I haven't got to do that since I've turned professional. So, uh, aside from 2016. So, um, it was just a big deal. And, you know, even at the time I was actually signed up to race East coast pretty much, I think the whole off season. And I'm not real sure if the team did that on purpose or if they literally just wanted me to race East coast. You know, I didn't really know cause they knew for a fact they were going to put Frandis on the West. So I think they kind of wanted to split, um, me and Dylan at first, um, you know, and then it came down to it and I didn't know I was going to even race West coast until the weekend before, um, they came to me and they were like, Hey, we, you know, we want you to race next weekend. And I was like, well, let's, let's do it. You know, I'm healthy. I'm happy. I've done everything I've needed to do. There's not one thing I can think of, you know, that I kind of wish I had done or, or anything like that. So I was like, you know, if, if I'm a ready to go race, I think we should. And, um, I'm, I'm really, really happy they made that decision. And, you know, we, we ended up getting the lineup at a one. It was fantastic for me and the team. And I'm just glad they let me go do that, man. It was, it was pretty incredible. Absolutely. Couldn't have worked out better. Turns out for a, for a win and, and a red plate on those uh, familiar 39 plates on uh, on your um, rock, your, your star racing Yamaha. almost said rock star racing Yamaha. You guys are monster <laughs> now. Uh, last time that you were oh, number yeah. 39, you actually I have a number 39 jersey kicking around here somewhere uh, with a rock star logo on it. Uh, nickels on the back yep, as well. Yep. And of course, uh, what you mean by a steady home life is a delightful dog and a smoking hot girlfriend, which I did mention to my friends while I was watching to the the race that uh, not only did this guy just win the race, he's probably got the hottest girl in the pits. So uh, that's like a double win. I don't know if you, you if you're calculating yeah. for the keeping score at home. Uh, Colt Nichols has two wins <laughs> on the year. Oh yeah, most certainly, man. It's uh, it just it makes a big difference. You know, a lot of people don't really think of it that way, but. Um, you know, it's just hard. You know, I, I've done it in years past and, you know, I obviously have friends, a lot of friends that do this too. And it's something I think that maybe is a little overlooked just because of how much emotion and, mm-hmm. um, you know, how mental all this is, you know, so if you are struggling with things at home or you're not happy or, you know, this or that, that can kind of reflect and in, into your career. And, um, it, it just makes a big difference, man. That's why I said I'm just happy with everything. You know, it, it makes it a lot easier when I have someone, you know, sitting here supporting me. And I have, you know, two of my other best friends out here living with me with Justin Bogle and Brad Frace. And, nice. Um, it just makes a big difference, you know, when you're out here having a good time and you're around the people you love and able to, you know, cherish these moments together. And yeah, that's something that's kind of overlooked a little bit. But, man, I, I'm really glad I get to do that. Absolutely. I uh, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't really relate to that until I met my current girlfriend and uh, anyone who's trying to take on uh, something substantial like uh, running a podcast from the winter of Winnipeg, Manitoba or winning Supercross races <laughs> like yourself. You need to have a really strong support system and uh, I'm glad that you, you found uh, yours and I have mine. It, it, it's, uh, there's, some, there's, there's nothing quite like it. Um, moving into, into Phoenix, um, I feel like uh, obviously you've got some momentum. This uh, it, it looks like a pretty technical uh, track map, something that I, I think falls into your uh, your strengths. Um, 
is like, do you approach this weekend uh, different than any, any other? Is there more pressure? Is there more momentum? You're feeling good. What's the story? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, I think it's approached exactly the same as, you know, it has been. I mean, I, I've had people, you know, even kind of ask me, you know, are you going to do anything different or this and that? I'm like, no, I mean, what we did last weekend seemed to work. So <laughs> we're going to, you know, keep it the same and, um, you know, just try to keep the mood light and have a good time and, you know, enjoy the process. This is a very privileged um, position to be in, you know, having the red plate on the bike and coming off, you know, with some momentum from a win. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, well, you go out there and get 10th and everybody kind of forgets what you did the weekend before. You know, that, that old uh, old saying, you're only good as your last race in the yep. sport is very true. And um, Even you Ricky said moving, that. Man. You, you can't get... Yeah, I mean, it's just the way it goes. I mean, he's been around the sport for a long time, and he was the greatest ever to do it. And um, As soon as you're not there anymore, you know, they kind of forget about you, and that's just kind of the way it is. So for me, it's just kind of not getting too high, not getting too low, kind of keeping it where I need to be and just staying 100% focused on the task. And, you know, that's uh, approaching each weekend the same and taking those little baby steps, you know, getting through each weekend. And then uh, hopefully by the end of this thing, we're, we're sitting right where we need to be. But um, no real different approach. I don't really think it adds any pressure or does this or that. I just want to go out there and do my job and stay focused on the task at hand and we'll be just fine. Absolutely, you will. And back on the familiar 39 machine, I know I rode number 39. We talked about that. It's something that we share. You've, this is your second time running it. I think the, it, the, bike, the number just looks good on the bike, two-stroke or four-stroke for that matter, on the YZ. Um, I'm pumped for you. I can't wait to see the red plate. Uh, all I ask is that at some point throughout this week or next i know this one's probably a busy week for you just kind of just throwing that out there that i i I think this is probably a busy week for you um ball up one of those jerseys maybe fold it nice maybe get your girlfriend to fold it up nicely because i know you don't have those skills um and uh and 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 ship one up to canada for me because uh i know the one that says rockstar on it's just no good i gotta get the monster one too yeah, fair enough. We'll get a handle. It ain't no big deal. Ooh, have you seen that new Thor gear? Are you guys wearing it this weekend? It looks good. That like nine. I style. don't actually know. Um, Ooh, yeah, I've actually seen that gear. It looks it looks incredible. Yeah, but I, I don't know what we're good. wearing this weekend. Andy was trying to tell me, but I, I didn't really get to see it. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's it's uh, looking good. I'm sure it will be. I like that stuff. That that stuff. And last year's stuff, the blue with the white pants. Like, the, you gave me the, the white pants that go with that blue jersey. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that stuff was really strong. I, I would love to uh, just, like, obviously you guys can't wear that anymore. But that was my favorite from last year. I think that this stuff uh, that you, I likely you'll be as we wearing this weekend is my favorite from this year. The, the pink with the black, and uh, that'll be good. But, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's probably right around dinner time for you, my friend. You're probably about to toss a BC fit meal into the frying pan and, uh, and just like just settle down for the evening. But I really appreciate making some time for us as you have numerous times in the past. Like I've said in the past, you are one of the best interviews in the sport. I'm so glad that to see you have success because I've said literally dozens of times before, I would love for Colt Nichols to be a guy who is a consistent guy who's winning races and challenging for championships because I don't think anybody, I don't think there's a better, a better interview in the sport period. That's just how I feel about it. So you're well, good for you. motocross. I mean, I really do appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm trying to, you know, represent myself and, um, you know, walk with a little bit of integrity and character and represent the sport as well. So I always appreciate the love. Like I said, I've been doing this for a long time now, but, yeah. uh, but yes, I am about to throw a BC on and kind of relax for the evening. 
Cool, man. Well, let's get you to that. I really appreciate the time as always. Um, let's chat again soon. Best of luck in the rest of the, the season. Um, don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Radio Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Maxima USA, proven under the toughest conditions. The Collective Experience. Access your dreams at thecollectivexp.com. Sickwix candles, soy candles, and wax melts for moto fans like you. Medterra CBD. Our CBD, your health. Find out more at medterracbd.com. And of course, FMF Racing. 46 years of mixing gas and hauling ass.